Welcome to the Be a Light in the Darkness podcast, where the whole universe is standing on tiptoe, waiting for the revelation of the sons and daughters of God, and you are one of them. Welcome back to the Be a Light in the Darkness podcast, and to our studios here in Timisoara, Romania, where it's a nice foggy day here in January. I hope you're having a beautiful uh, day wherever you are at and that you are enjoying this podcast that you'll hit like and subscribe. Today we're going to talk about the saints versus sinners and what that means. So this is just from different conversations we've had and just wanted to chat about it initially. It's a huge concept in the Western church where people love to walk around and talk about, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, woe is me, woe is me. To me, it's the same as walking around and saying, I'm stupid, I'm stupid all the time, versus the concept of, sure, we all sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God, but we're not supposed to remain in that state anymore. It talks about us overcoming sin. In the book of Revelation, Yeshua says that he who overcomes, he will give a crown of life to. And to me, you're not overcoming if you're wallowing in the I'm a sinner concept instead of believing yourself to be the saint that God sees you as and trying to walk in sainthood instead of continuing to walk in sinnerhood. So what I'd like to explore is how does this concept of being unworthy and being a sinner affect who we are in Christ and our faith and our walk with Christ. How does this identity and this concept of ourselves as sinners affect all of that? How does it affect being revealed as a son or daughter of God? To me, fundamental to the revealing is that we have to start seeing ourselves as something beyond I'm a sinner. This goes back to a conversation that I was having with a friend through text messaging, which isn't a great way to have a conversation because so much is messed. Because you don't see the person face to face and you don't see their gestures and their movements and make eye contact. You're only reading words on a screen and it's very limiting in how a conversation can be relayed, unfortunately. But I've heard, and not just from this friend, but from many other people who are involved in the church, they love to, to talk about how they're just a sinner. And they love to stay in that place of allowing themselves to not look forward to what Christ really did for us. Sure, we came to Christ because we were sinners and realized we needed forgiveness. But that's not how he sees us anymore. Once we confess with our mouth and choose to believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, he doesn't see us as sinners anymore. Does that mean we're not going to make sin and make mistakes? Sure, we'll still make mistakes. But what we're called to do is overcome. And to overcome, you don't continue to walk around calling yourself something that God doesn't see you as anymore. So then how, you know, just to throw in this other perspective, how do we then reconcile that concept of we are covered by the grace of God and therefore, we're not denying that there is sin and that we have sinned and will continue to, but that we are in a different identity through the grace of God. But how do you reconcile 
the focus on being the saints, for example, versus understanding that it's not just through our works. And I know that there's scripture that points to that, but how do we reconcile that piece? And what is the real heart of it anyway that we're getting to? For me, let me go back to this conversation I was having with a friend is the, the discussion started with the verse where Jesus is talking about the fact that the Pharisees come to him and they want to stone him for saying that he's the son of God. And Jesus says, but your own scriptures say that you are gods in Psalm 82, this is the verse. And this is where the discussion started because for some reason, people have a hard time wrapping their mind around the fact that we really are made in the image of God. God made us to be just like him. And that would mean that we are gods in the small g, not the big G, that we're not the God, but he created us to be like him. And that's a hard concept for people to wrap their minds around, but that's exactly why we need to understand that that's important because it goes back to everything else in this sinner-saint conversation. Because if you're going to continue to wallow in the mud of, I'm a sinner, your motivation for change is lacking because you, you can excuse the sins you make. Now, maybe that works for some other people differently, but for me, it's almost like giving myself an excuse when I walk around and say, oh, I'm just a sinner, that it's okay, I'm just a sinner. Instead of striving and looking at what Jesus is, looking full in his wonderful face and striving to be the saint, like Paul describes over and over again, he calls the New Testament believers saints. He doesn't sit there and says, oh, greetings, you sinners. He says, greetings, you saints. It's a totally different thought process to think that way, to think of yourself as a saint. Well, if you think of yourself as a saint, you want to live as a saint. Saints don't go around committing sin. That's the idea behind it, is you want to stop committing sin. You want to stop giving yourself excuses to commit sin. I understand what you're saying, and I think that the focus is acknowledging that we come from sin and that we can and do sin, but that... Grace is what covers us and the sin. There is forgiveness there. And it isn't to diminish that at all. And in fact, you were basically saying how focusing on the sin and just saying that everything is through God, there's almost this assumption that there is nothing that we can do or that there's no part that we play. And so therefore, it can be easy to basically give up our responsibility or our accountability. Right. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying is that we have accountability. It says in Romans that we have to overcome the sin. It says in Hebrews that we haven't yet resisted sin to the point of sweating drops of blood. The only one I know in history that did that would be Christ. So we have a responsibility to resist sin. Now, obviously, we need the Holy Spirit's help to do that. And we can't entirely do it on our own volition, but we have to make a decision to resist sin. And part of that decision in my book to resist sin is for me at least, this might not work for somebody else, and maybe you know what I'm saying doesn't work for you, but for me to walk around and call myself a sinner does not work to help me to resist sin. It gives me an excuse to sin because then I'm less than. It's, it comes back to when I grew up in a household where there was verbal abuse, it always made me feel less than like I wasn't worthy. I wasn't worthy of my father's love, 
which translated even to my heavenly father. And that sin that was going on of the verbal abuse, which I even realized years later, wasn't necessarily directed at me. Sometimes sure it was. But most of the time when my father was yelling and being verbally abusive, it was actually directed towards himself. And that is super harmful to direct those type of words and thoughts to yourself. Like I said in the intro, to me it's the equivalent of walking around and saying, oh, I'm stupid. I, I can't do this. I'm not worthy. Because we've been made worthy. And this is something that you have to do. So there is something that we have to do in this relationship. Because God has done all the work through Christ, but we still have to accept it. We have to make a decision where I'm going to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And then there's the next decision after that is, okay, now I'm not going to walk in sin anymore. I'm not going to call myself a sinner. Once I've asked for forgiveness for that sin, it's gone. So don't walk around. You're not a sinner anymore then. Once you've been forgiven, you're, you're a saint. That's the way God sees you. And to continue to walk around seeing yourself as a sinner and call yourself a sinner is harmful, and it's not changing the way you think, which we're called to do. We're called to a higher calling, to be revealed sons and daughters of God, so that there's billions of us on this planet being revealed, and that will change this planet back to the Garden of Eden that it's supposed to be. Not the hellhole that we're living in, where we see war and destruction. We see abortions, 44 million of them last year. We see human trafficking and sex trafficking, which in essence affects every single one of us, because every sin that is committed affects every person. I mean, isn't that how we got here? Adam and Eve sinned, so we've all been affected. So we need to change our thought to the thought that we're not going to sin anymore, choose not to sin anymore, and choose to think of ourselves as saints. And if and when we do, it's to know that ultimately God has paid the price and that we are forgiven. Amen. But And we can look around and see all of those horrendous sins that have been committed, are continuing to be committed. But I think the point that we're teasing out here is that the focus needs to be on our true identity, which is covered by God. And so for us to really wake up and know that and start walking in that and claiming that, I think that's what you're getting at and kind of what we're exploring here is to be in that identity and focus in on who we are as God sees us and as God made us to be, even with the shortcomings and downfalls and sins that inevitably happen. But even within that, God made us and knows us, and we are called to a greater destiny than what we have currently manifested in this world. But when more of us actually realize that, like who we are in Christ, we walk with Christ through claiming that identity, through being that. And so one of the ways I think that you're trying to point out is that if we continue to see ourselves only or merely or primarily as unworthy sinners, then we are literally kind of walking slumped and looking down when we should be looking straight ahead of us and up. Looking at Christ full in his wonderful face. Yes. It's unfortunately 
it's almost like a virtue in churches, in Christian circles, to walk around and call yourself a sinner. It's like you're virtuous by doing that. And that's anything but. It's the exact opposite. You're giving yourself place to have an excuse to be less than when we're called to be more than. And too many of us, so many of us, uh, have been walking around or are walking around feeling less than and not worthy in whatever way. And it definitely was the case in my life in certain ways. And I realized that it made me turn away from God, not overtly because I I was rebelling on the surface to say, oh, I, you know, I'm turning away from God. But the shame is a turning away. It, it is part of ego. It is. It's something that keeps us from actually stepping into our sonship and daughtership because shame and guilt, which again are almost held up as virtues a lot of time in the church, at least guilt is. It's like people don't want to let go of the past, the mistakes they've made, and they want to wallow in it by saying, I'm a sinner, and allow themselves to continue to go ahead and gossip with the other ladies at church, or to yell at their wife if they're in a marriage, or to mistreat their their children in some way that they shouldn't be doing. And we have to break free from that and radically change the way we think. To think that we are saints, like Paul called us over and over again in the Gospels, addressing us as saints. It's a radical shift in how we think. I think another way to put it may be that it's knowing that we are saints at our core. Yes. And it's understanding that it doesn't mean that there is no sin or that sin isn't committed, but to know who we are at our core. Jesus took up the cross, and he walked and, and, and took up the cross for us and died. But he's pointing us beyond that. He's pointing us to the real message, which is beyond the cross. Yeah, it's beyond the cross. It's not to stop at the cross, but to move beyond the cross. The cross completed our sonship and daughtership, our ability to enter into the kingdom. But it's not where we're supposed to hang out. We're supposed to move further up and further in into the kingdom of heaven every day. And when we don't, we're, we're being less than what God's called us to be. We're allowing ourselves to wallow in the muck of this existence instead of pushing for heaven to invade earth and for the will of God to be done through us. I think what's behind some of the tension around this topic or conversation is around humility and, and understanding God's grace and what really covers us. So basically, to not focus on us as sinners, it's almost equating it to not being humble and to saying that we're the ones doing everything. But that isn't what we're it is, saying or what it's about. Is it true humility to walk around and say, oh, I'm, I'm just a sinner? Is that really humility? I mean, I, I, you have to ask yourself, is that really humility? Because sinners normally aren't humble. They're normally very prideful. But to me, it's almost a false pride that you're, you're wallowing in the sin and, and wallowing in the fact that you're just a sinner. And it's the exact opposite of humility. It can become a, a front or a shield, the sin. Basically, I think we're talking about an identity here where we could identify as a sinner primarily and it becomes part of who we are 
or we can identify with the real essence or source of who we are in God, and as God made us and as God sees us. Mm -hmm. And I think when you were talking about how you grew up and carrying around that sense of shame or not enoughness and leading to a lack of self-love and then how that affects not only yourself, but all your relationships or, you know, people around you and all of that. Well, that happens with so many of us and to some degree with all of us at some point. And that is really at the source of all of this sin that we do see manifested in the world because we are walking around with the lack of self-love, with the lack of truly knowing and understanding how loved we are and who we really are in, in God. Yes. Not to say we are just individually just gods in the sense of... We're not like throwing thunder and lightning around and fireballs. That's not what we're referring to. It's the fact that we're created in the image of God and he created us to be like him, to have a relationship with him. And I think that that goes into a whole other area of understanding and responsibility. If we truly know who we are and we're walking with Christ way beyond just saying, okay, it's just God outside of us and we can just say, okay, we're unworthy and we're sinners and it's just God. It means that we actually have to step up yeah. and walk in who we really are well, in it, God. It, it, because it says that God lives inside of us. We take God's breath inside of us with every breath we take. And when you fundamentally realize that God eternal lives inside of you, and not just you, but every other person that's on this planet are precious containers of his presence, and that they need to be awoken to this fact and that they too can be revealed sons and daughters of God when you share this good news with them. That's what the gospel is. It's sharing the good news that we've all been allowed to be revealed sons and daughters of God now. Everyone on this planet has an opportunity to be revealed. Everyone has the opportunity to have a relationship with the living God again. That's what the good news is. There's no separation anymore. The curtain was torn down, torn apart. The shroud of Turin, the burial cloth that Jesus was buried in, and they've made so many new amazing discoveries about it. Literally, the shroud, now they've discovered, recorded his resurrection in snapshots, like fast motion photography. And you can actually see the power that brought him back to life moving inside of him in the shroud. And they said that it's going to open up a whole new area of science, because that power is inside of every one of us. It didn't come from outside of him, it came from inside of him. That's why Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. The power is inside of us, and we have to connect to it. And connecting to it means we change in the way we think, not thinking of ourselves as sinners, but thinking of ourselves as saints of the Most High God who've been redeemed and are called to a mighty, awesome calling to follow in the footsteps of Christ, to look full in His wonderful face, to be like Him as much as possible on this earth, and not wallow in, but believe and live like I'm a saint. And I think that to truly awaken to that sainthood, it's a whole new awareness and opening and walk. And it will change our relationship with God, our walk in faith, and ultimately who we are. And then it allows us to co-labor, to partner 
with God so that God can be revealed through us and we are aspects of God. Divine sparks, living witnesses, holy ones. I don't know about you, but to me, that in itself, even just thinking about it, there's so much more energy and power in that. And you can start sensing God working versus if we... You feel it inside of you. Right. It's a dynamic movement and energy, the Ruach, Mm. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And to focus that way, it will change who we are. It will change our walk. It will change what we actually manifest in the world, not only in our communities, but every aspect of our lives, including government and what Entertainment, media, family. Right. I mean, all of it. All the seven mountains that we're called to occupy, to have dominion over, and to not allow the worm that is Satan to have dominion over anymore, like we currently do. So it's something that's been coming up and that's been on our minds and in different conversations. And I think ultimately this affects a lot more than just this one discussion on sin and the concept of sin. But it really does go to the heart of who we are in Christ. And so this is just one part of diving into all of this. But let's let's end in prayer. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just humbly come to you, ask for more of your Holy Spirit to be present in our lives. And we thank you that you see us as saints now, and you've called us to walk as saints, to walk in holiness, to overcome sin to be overcomers so that we will receive that crown of righteousness. And I just pray everyone that listens to this podcast, is touched by it, would see and believe that they are saints of the Most High God, that they're called to look to a higher calling, to change the way they think about their walk with Christ, how that they are called to be co-laborers, co-heirs, joint heirs of the kingdom of heaven, to bring the kingdom of heaven into their lives through believing that they are called to walk as saints. They're called to walk as believers with the most high anointing on their lives, to not walk in guilt and shame, to not walk in the I'm a sinner concept, to walk in the I'm a redeemed saint. I will do greater things than Christ has done as I call upon his name, Yeshua HaMashiach, the God of all creation the one who rose from the dead and showed us, gave us an example of how to live on this earth like no other, how to walk in perfection, as it says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Help us to walk in that perfection, Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit in us. In Yeshua's holy name, I pray. Amen. Amen. If you like this episode, I hope you'll like and subscribe. We'd appreciate it also if you might want to buy us a cup of coffee. You could support us on our Patreon page. Or you could also go to our donor fund page and support us through our missions organization, Christian Ministry Alliance. It's at donorfund.org. We'd love to have your support. And we want to bring you much more of our personal walk with Christ and how we're walking it out here as missionaries in Romania. We love you. We thank you. You have a blessed day.